Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mike Velarde Show. I'm excited to welcome to program Mike Velarde. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, good, Neil. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, we have an amazing guest today. Tell us who our guest is. Dan Francis. Welcome back to the show, Dan. We've been supporting him since he first ran for Congress two years ago. We continue to support him, and we'd love to see him uh, knock Lois Frankel out of the box and add to a Republican majority. Dan, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Neil. Thank you for having me back. Appreciate uh, your support. And this is the year we're going to knock her out of the box and put me into Congress. So you got closer and closer. So tell that story, right? Because I remember, you know, uh, it's been a while, but then you finally got the opportunity to come close to Lois Frankel. But you think now with what's happening now, it's going to be a lot easier. Well, yeah. I mean, two years ago when I first ran, a lot of people tried to, to discourage me. They said, she's unbeatable. She's an institution. It's a safe seat and so on. Well, what do you know? By the end of the campaign, I got to 45 percent of the vote against her, which is by far way better than any candidate had done before. So a lot of those people who were discouraging me before have told me, no, nope, you got to go for it. And this year you can beat her. Just so many things are changing you know, for, for me personally, I'm now I now have good name recognition in the district. And also now I'm an experienced candidate because it was quite a learning curve. But also things are changing in the district. We're signing up so many more Republicans than Democrats. And on top of that, I run into more and more Democrats every day that have Democrat buyer remorse that they didn't have two years ago. So there's, those are some of the key things that make me confident this is the year that we're going to flip the seat red. Okay, and what do you learn in specifically? I think now with what's happening, everyone is going to have to back Biden and uh, President Biden as they support him, and that's going to really hurt in this next next phase, right? Because of all the different things that have happened with the Democratic Party in the last three years in office, as nationally, that there's no way that uh, Lois Frankel can win with what's currently what the Democrats are bringing to the table. Well, you know, absolutely. I mean, people just have to go to the gas pump and we're getting back to five dollar gasoline again. And uh, that really hurts everybody. I mean, it, total inflation is up almost 20 percent since Biden took office. But I think that number really understates the impact for working class people, because for working class people, a greater proportion of their income goes to things like gasoline and food. And those in, in many cases are up 20 and 30 percent. But also the elderly. Did you know that since Biden took office, more than a million elderly people have fallen below the poverty line? Oh and that's God. not because they've done anything wrong. It's because of inflation. They are literally killing us with inflation. So the economy is just one of many ways that they're doing real damage to this country. But then there's the border. We could talk about that one for half an hour. But every day we leave our borders unsecured. We do permanent damage to our country. And now people are starting to see it. Two years ago, people scoffed at the idea of securing our borders. They thought it was a nice humanitarian thing. Now they're starting to see what we knew what was going to come, which is our country being overwhelmed and, and our resources being depleted because of that. And not to mention all the crime, human trafficking, the terrorists, the drugs, and everything else that keeps coming across our border. Yeah, so think about what's happening. And then I'm going to have Mike have a question. Let's just talk about the latest stuff with our again our security especially with the war in israel now that we when president trump was president there was a middle east accord that there was peace in the middle east for the first time i think ever and now we're in absolutely wars everywhere i mean if anyone could stand it's going to really hurt the democrats running now right uh to to back 
what the Democratic Party has done in the last three years, anything. Well, three years ago, we had world peace and domestic prosperity. We had gasoline less than $2 a gallon, and uh, we had uh, record numbers of minority people uh, coming out of the poverty and, and having uh, income increases. So, so it was a real win-win what we were getting under the previous administration's economy. And uh, that's what we, I know we can get this next time. And, and of course, then there's the world, world issues. Uh, I'm confident there wouldn't be this problem in the Middle East or in, or in Ukraine or Afghanistan and all these other places uh, if we had Trump in the White House. I mean, he, he, he pointed it out. He's the first president in, what, 70 years that didn't have any wars while he was in office. Yet, before he was elected, everyone said, oh, that guy in his mouth, he's going to say something stupid and get us into a war. Well, what do you know? He's the one guy that didn't do that. All right, Mike, let's go with questions, your thoughts when I was talking about some of these things, Mike. Well, first of all, I want to say that when Dan ran last time, he got two of every three votes of people that actually went into the voting booth and voted. He, uh, you know, he won the uh, the day, uh, you know, the day of the voting. He also won the early voting. The only thing he lost was mail-in ballots because she had 80,000 of them. And they changed the rules for mail-in ballots. So I really do think Dan is going to be able to pull off a miracle and flip that seat because that's where the fraud is in the mail-in ballots. I mean, in, in, in Georgia, the last 500,000 votes that came in, all but 3,600 were for Biden. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that statistically possible? Tell me. Well, it, it's not. And you're right. Even Jimmy Carter himself said that mail-in ballots were a formula for fraud. And that's why many countries throughout the world have have outlawed them. And that's something we should head toward ourselves. And I, I'm looking forward to the day that that happens. But to get back to my race, you are right. When live people showing a photo ID walked in and voted, I, I beat Lois Frankel by 24,000. The problem is mail-in ballots. She beat me by 50,000. And uh, and now the good news, like you said, that the rules are getting stricter about mail-in ballots. We were still under COVID rules last year where anyone who had previously gotten one had it mailed out. Now you have to affirmatively request one. That's That by itself is going to help me quite a bit because uh, the numbers for me was less than 25%. So, so she has a much bigger base to make up from that. And that's, you would add that to all the reasons I gave you earlier as to why I have optimism uh, that this is the year we're going to flip the seat red. Now, okay. So if is mail-in balloting eliminated in Florida? No, yes or no? No, no. And that's one of my, you know, great disappointments with the current uh, legislature and, and, and governor of the state. Uh, this was the year they had the opportunity to totally clean house with all the bad problems we're seeing with uh, v- voting. And one of the few things we did do was uh, make it a little bit tougher to get a mail-in ballot. Now, I understand that there are some legislators who realize maybe they could do more. And in the next session, which should happen before the year is out, they might make changes. I'm just hoping they can make enough changes you know, quick enough to help us next year. So I was thinking of this, Dan. Why is it that if we wanted to get our social security statement, we have to go through a facial recognition show our ID, do all these different things. Why don't we make that our election system the same thing? That you two, if you're going to want to vote online, if you're going to want to vote somewhere else, you're going to have to go through a lot of measurements to be able to do it. That's monitored. Why don't they do that for our voting system? Where you have to go through all these hoops, all these different things to be able to vote. 
I mean, to be able to access specific things in the government, but yet when it comes to elections, you don't even you just don't even have to show an ID. Why not? Then, you get on an airplane without an ID. You can't go to a concert and pick up your tickets without a photo ID. And and you know the the argument they make is that voting is a constitutional right and there shouldn't be impediments toward it. And I say, okay, I, I understand that, but at the same time, it's my constitutional right that my vote doesn't get canceled out by someone who's voting illegally. And so you know, therefore, people should have some 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 uh, requirement to prove who they are. I mean, I want to have secure elections. And the only way we're going to have that is with photo ID, which, by the way, is supported by something like 90 percent of Americans. So so it's not like this is a radical idea. This is actually a very mainstream idea with majority support, even among Democrats. So it just puzzles me why they fight that in other parts of the country. In Florida, they do require photo ID. The problems with the mail-in ballots, it's you know not, not as checked as, as carefully. That's the problem. Well, you got to realize you'd be taken away from the rights of the Civil War veterans, the World War One veterans, all those people that passed away and died. They won't have the right to vote. And it's and the Democrats believe it's absolutely wrong if you don't have those voices. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure I mean, every now and then I'll look at voting records for a street. I'll just I'll show you how to find this if you want to see it. Just look up the street you live on. You could see literally how everyone on the street is elected, is, is registered. And it's amazing how many 101, 103, 104 year old people I still see on the, on the voting records. And they, right. yeah, exactly. Now, I, I, I wouldn't shock me at all if they still vote, right? <laughs> Even right. if they're not really there. And and it uh, look, I, I've been a big big uh, proponent of election security for 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 a very long time. And uh, you know, I'm proud to say in the last election, I was endorsed by Seth Keschel, who's one of the leaders in the election integrity movement. You know, he has a 10 point plan for secure elections that uh, was plug and play because I was searching for my own message. And I said, you know what? I don't need to find my own message. This this guy has a perfect one. And it you know it includes things like making Election Day a, a holiday, having only one election day, not an election season. Hand counted mail-in ballots in small precincts uh, with thorough checks of voter rolls and severe penalties for people who violate these rules. I think I, I don't know if I hit all ten in that sentence, but that but that's the basic. Those are the basic tenets. Why? Well, what I would do is I would make every. I would give the ability. The government has to make an ID for every citizen in the United States that votes. That once you get your voter registration card, you also get you get a photo ID with that registration card and that that picture is on your registration card with your picture. That is it. And if you're going to do uh, voter, uh, you know, do mail in balloting, then it should be no longer mail in. It should be electronic where they have to scan your ID when you're getting ready to vote. That would kind of eliminate a lot of the different things from people wanting to come in versus not come in because you're going to have to scan it. We could do so many different systems. It could be broken, but it could be less than how archaic our system is right now for what we can do and, and so many other things. Do you think Facebook, if they're concerned it's a fraud, is going to say, okay, go ahead and mail in some information and I'll trust that you should still have a Facebook account? I know. I know. Look, I think we're on the same page on this particular issue. Yeah. And we could fix this problem overnight if we if we really wanted to. I mean, we want to, but enough Democrats don't want to because clearly I think they know something and that's why they're resisting it. You know, they hide behind uh, all kinds of things. They say you're racist if you ask for a photo ID and so on. But you know what? When they made the rules stricter in Georgia, you didn't have reduced turnout among minority voters. You had increased turnout. So so don't even go there anymore by saying it's racist to ask for a photo ID. 
But again, in, in Florida, you have to show one when you when when you vote in person. Uh, and I'd like the rules to be stricter about, you know, qualifying people for mail in ballots. But at least there there is some sort of there's some sort of photo ID. I think you do have to provide. All right. Go ahead, Michael. Right. Next question. Well, I mean, the other side doesn't want to play by the rules because if they played by the rules, they wouldn't win. And it's about they'd rather rule over they'd rather destroy the city and rule over the ashes than lose the election. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, you know, they can't win on the truth. That's why they that's why they want to win, uh, you know, do, doing all kinds of nefarious means. But also when it comes to messaging, you know, they don't want to talk about the economy. They don't want to talk about the border. They still pretend Bidenomics is doing something good for our country. They they say the borders are more secure than ever before. In fact, didn't the press secretary just say that double down on that again within the last week or two that we have the most secure borders ever in history? No, we have the worst borders. And it's overwhelming our country. I mean, take a look at New York City. You know, the mayor of New York says 110,000 immigrants are going to overwhelm and destroy the city. And I said, wait a minute, that's a city of 8 million people. So if you do the math, I believe that's 1.34% increase in the city they say is going to destroy their city. But look at nationwide. We think at least 7 million people have come across the border uh, since Biden took office. So in a country of 300 million people, that's more than 2%. So, so if you take New York's example and apply it to the rest of the country, we're in deep trouble. It's going to overwhelm us, and we've got to put a stop to it. And well, if we, go, go, Mike. No, t- today is National Jihad Day. You know that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So far, hopefully, I don't I haven't heard of anything bad happening. Yeah. What are, mean, thoughts? are you concerned about Israel? Let's just go, Mike, first, and then go to Dan. Are you concerned about Israel? Do you think it's going to become really, really bad? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, this is this is already a nightmare. I mean, Israel is going to try and take back the Gaza Strip and wipe out Hamas. After what Hamas did, I mean, they were they were beheading babies. Who does that? Yeah, I mean, these are horrendous war crimes. I mean, it. This is. I mean, this this. I, I can't call it anything short of that. And the, the the scary thing is the number of people worldwide, including in our country, who are blaming the victims of the war crimes. I've never heard in history of victims of war crimes themselves being blamed for. So, so this is just horrible. But yes, Israel is, is it's going to be a mess. It's not something they're going to resolve in a seven day war. No. You know, Hamas is deeply dug in supposedly 300 miles of tunnels. And uh, it's going to be hard to find everybody. You know, on top of that, they they're not they don't walk around in uniform. They're all blending in. So I've heard the leaders are all under tunnel or outside the country. And uh, uh, the soldiers are, you know, blending in with the civilians. This could take (laughs) I don't want to venture a guess on how long it's going to take, but it's going to take a long time of literally house to house fighting to find all these people and eliminate the problem. Now, so here's Dan. What's going? What could currently happen that could change the Democratic Party's game plan about war, about specific things, about what's happening? If the Jewish uh, American citizens stop backing the Democratic Party, Dan, could you imagine what could happen? I mean, everywhere, politically, and everything, and the party could be flipped upside down. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the number I heard just the other day is that 74 percent of Jewish voters voted for Biden. You right. know, they're, they're literally voting, voting for and facilitating their own demise because the Democratic Party does not does not really have their backs. Not at all. And, uh, and they're that, powerful, too. They will they will pull a huge movement, Dan, that could just 
blow up in the Democratic Democrats' face. This whole absolutely, but but you know clearly that could be one of the one of many reasons why the Biden administration actually is for the most part saying all the right things about this attack uh, by Hamas. You know they're condemning it. They're they're you know, sending aircraft carriers in to be in the region. So so they are so far you know doing and saying all the right things. Uh, but you know it's other groups that are not doing enough, or, or frankly, or, uh, who, whose statements about this are totally appalling, like those thirty-one student groups at Harvard, for example. Well, you got to realize something else: the the, the 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 Democrats are losing the black vote now, and the reason they're losing the black vote is the blacks are losing their resources because of the migrants. Right. So in Chicago, they're losing their welfare money. So there's going to be a turn against the Democratic Party. That's why they need to make sure those World War I veterans, the Civil War veterans continue to vote for them by mail because they're not getting support of anybody. Joe Biden has single-handedly doubled the poor population in this country in three years. Well, he, well yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, are you going to vote for the guy that made you poor when you weren't before? They're going to remove him, Mike, before it comes time. They're going to, unless Biden has that much power, he doesn't want to be removed. They're going to remove him because th this is bad. This is, if this is bad business for the Democratic Party, they're going to make a change. They did it with, they literally did it at times when they saw that they were too far left. So they got all these conservative Democrats to run so that they could win certain seats that they weren't able to win. So they are always able to come up with what their biggest bottom line of what they do is is for the the power and money. Dan, think about it. They they, they always come up with a game plan. So I don't think they're going to allow this to continue to go down this route. Well, well you know, I, I hope you're right. I mean, you're right. Four years ago, Bernie Sanders looked like he was running away with it, but a decision was made that he could never win in the general. Uh, we have to get behind you know moderate Joe and portray him as moderate Joe. And, uh, you know, that and then he won. Uh, I think this time around, it's not going to be so easy because he's clearly not going to step aside voluntarily. If he he's not, because he that's the thing. Break. They're he finding out how corrupt he is and he's not. He's not going to step aside if for no reason other than while he's in the White House, he could protect his family. You know, once he's gone, he could protect. Well, although truthfully, he, he might on his last day before he walks out the door, pardon all of them. Uh, but but while he's uh, which is uh, I'm sure will happen uh, if he if he doesn't uh, get reelected. But but uh, but while he's in the White House, you know, he could protect everyone much better because people say, how can his wife let this guy go out there on TV? Look, he's such an embarrassment. He's he's obviously not well. Why? Why do they allow? And the answer is they I think they probably think they have to keep him there to you know protect everybody. But look, and another thing, I think whoever's really pulling the strings they kind of want him too because they can control him. I'm not so convinced they could control a Gavin Newsom, for example, at least not as well as uh, they've got uh, Joe Biden under their control. So, uh, it, it, so what's my prediction? My prediction actually is they stay with him, believe it or not, because because he's the proven formula. In spite look, in spite of everything that's gone bad, he's been their proven formula for three years, and uh, their view is they just got to keep him propped up another what 13 months. And and then after that, doesn't matter what you know how bad he gets. So my prediction is they're going to stay with him, actually. But but I'm not ninety percent on that. I'm fifty five forty five that they're going to stay with him. What do you guys? I, what do you guys think? Oh, I, I know you're the interviewers, but what do you guys think? No, I I think RFK just sunk his ship by going independent. 
because he was pulling 20 percent of the Democratic vote. And there's no way that Biden could win without that 20 percent. Yeah, I think I think he'll pull more from Biden than from Trump, truthfully. I mean, I understand, you know, he has a lot of the views that uh, RFK I'm talking about, has a lot of the views that Trump supporters like, like he's anti-vax and he's, you know, in favor of secure borders. But other than that, he's a big time classic liberal. And right. ultimately, people will, you know, become dissatisfied with that and and, and not ball to him, uh, which which is why, on the other hand, uh, I do think uh, that, uh, he, you know, he'll peel off more Democrat votes because it's becoming pretty darn obvious the vaccines don't work. And, and I think there's going to be more dissatisfaction with those. And, you know, ditto for the border. Uh, the, even even more than just a few months ago, we're, we're seeing stuff on TV you didn't see, and and I think that's changed. That's going to continue to change public opinion. So that's why I think RFK will pull more votes from Biden than from Trump. Okay, I, why why did he become an independent? Do you think it's the Democrats pushed him, saying you, you, we're not going, we're going to do something to you? If you yeah, because they would they wouldn't let him debate. They was we're gonna have no debates. They were not gonna give him any type of chance against Joe Biden at all. None, zero. So there could yeah. be a there could be three debates, but I thought that already it's decided that Biden and Trump can't debate. Isn't that true? Well, Biden yeah. absolutely does not want to debate. Uh and I agree the reason he left is because they weren't giving him the time of day. Uh I can understand why he bolted. And Biden isn't going to want to debate. If I were his advisors, I would say try to to avoid it at all costs. Uh, And I'm sure there won't be debates. All right. So, Dan, what do you need to do? What what are you going to do to defeat Lois Frankel without giving it away? Meaning what what terrible policies has she done in Florida that you're saying, okay, this is why it's time for her to go? So, so there's really two types of issues. There was the broader issues, but uh, at, you know things like the economy, the border, energy independence, all those things. I think on those what I call classic Republican issues. I, on those alone, I think I can beat her because obviously Republicans are behind me. But I'm seeing more and more Democrats getting fed up with the border, getting fed up with the economy, getting fed up with five dollar and six dollar gasoline. I think she's beatable just on those points alone, but. There's more. There's a whole list of issues that I call my 80% issues. These are the ones where anywhere from 70 to 90% of Americans feel in a certain way, and, you know, and that would include a majority of Republicans, in some cases, even a majority of Democrats. On that long list of issues, Lois Frankel's on the wrong side of every single one. For example, she's against term limits. Uh, she voted uh, in, uh, against uh, uh, work requirements for welfare. Uh, she's against school choice. She, she, a couple of years ago, voted uh, against a law that would make it a felony to, a, to attack a police officer. How can you vote against that? I think less than 20 members of Congress voted against that. And she did. She's very anti-law enforcement, by the way. You know, when she was mayor of West Palm Beach, uh, the, what I've heard from police officers around here, she was do- defunding the police before there was defund the police. But a big one where she is definitely on the wrong side uh, is uh, Title IX. She voted against uh, measures that would strengthen Title IX to keep men and boys out of, out of female sports. 
And uh, uh, that's another one where I think there's there's broad, somewhere north of 80% support in the, in the U.S. That's an issue I think we're going to be talking about a lot more during this campaign, because even your most hardcore liberal has a daughter or granddaughter or, or, or a niece or a friend or so on who plays sports, and they don't want that young lady to be trampled by some guy twice their size. And so I think that's one that's going to continue to be an important issue because, frankly, I don't know. I have not yet personally met a single person who thinks men should be playing in women's sports. Yet the Democrat Party is behind it. Lois Franklin certainly come out in favor of it. Um, you know, there's other stuff, too. She also uh, voted in favor of forced ESG investing. So, so I mean, I could just go on and on. And, and people and when I tell this to people, I say, why are you telegraphing your strategy, Dan? And my answer is. It doesn't matter. She's not going to change her stripes. She's no. suddenly going to become a conservative and say, she you know, she's going to win. Yeah, so, she thinks she's going to win. But on top of that, you know, she's not going to suddenly become pro-police or anti-ESG. No. So, what, what, so basically, money is going to be a big part of winning this, right? So you need some support, right? Where's the best place people can go? Yeah, well, uh, for, for sure, I need to raise a lot of funds. I felt, truthfully, I felt she was beatable last year, uh, even when we didn't have all these factors that I've been talking about during this interview. But what I didn't have, I didn't have the money to get my message out in the home stretch because she's just so bad on so many of these points. And my views are so in line with what the voters in this district want. So I do need to raise fun funding. Uh, anyone watching this uh, interview, if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, you can go to my website and, and donate there. My website is Dan4USA.com. So that's the word F-O-R or the number four. So Dan4USA.com. If you go there, you can learn more about me. There's a three-minute video that really tells my background. And uh, so there's, of course, like you should see on every good campaign website, there's a donate button. Uh, any amount is appreciated, and I'm going to need a lot of it. I, you know, I have to raise between you know millions of dollars, frankly, to to be successful. So I won't get there by being shy about it. So thank you for giving me that opportunity to to ask for donations. Welcome, Dan. No problem. And MikeVillardiBooks.com, WinningTaxSolutions.com, MikeVillardiShow.com. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. Great stuff. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. You're welcome. That was the Mike Velarde Show, guys. Take care.